0: Diamond for diamond, no one compares with Mervis. At Mervis Diamond Importers, our natural diamonds come straight from the mines in Africa and our mermaid lab-grown diamonds beat all others for quality and value. Come view our brilliant diamonds, both natural and lab-grown. Mervis diamonds are so bright and full of fire they will blow you away. So will the affordable prices. Our diamonds may steal your heart, but not your wallet. See our mermaid lab-grown diamonds and learn how to get a larger diamond for less. You can get a bigger mermaid lab-grown diamonds than you ever thought possible. And with Mervis Financing, you can enjoy up to 5 years to pay with zero interest. A generous full-value trader policy and our lifetime warranty program easily make Mervis your first choice. When you mount a world-class Mervis Diamond into a designer ring from our huge collection, there is no equal. Mervis Diamond Importers. For an appointment, call 800-HER-LOVE or go to MervisDiamonds.com. Again, that's 800-HER-LOVE. Or go to MervisDiamond.com. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go! I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds! Why do you start with that? Man.
1: The breakfast stampede meal. It's only at McDonald's, where
2: there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Hello, and welcome to Film Companion. You've tuned in to an exciting new interview podcast with Anupama Chopra. To catch more of what we do, visit us on www.filmcompanion.in. Welcome all to Film
4: Companion. It's it's so exciting to sit down with all of you. I've loved what I've seen of the film. So, so my sense is that it, this is a film about, yeah, exactly. It's, it's love in the face of death, right? Um, what is the challenge of making death um, cinematically engaging, um, entertaining even, involving, um, especially when it's based on a true story? what? how tough is that?
1: So in directing it, it was really easy. But in writing it, I think all of, a lot of my directing is in my writing. And it was thinking through, how am I going to approach the story? So when they came to me, this couple, and they said, we want you to tell the story of our daughter, Aisha Chaudhry, who died when she was 18, right away, I knew one thing that I didn't want to do a film about a courageous teenager facing death and triumphing in the face of death. Um, beautiful story, should be a film, it was not my cup of tea and I was very honest about it. I said I'm inspired by the two people who are the carers, who came up with this with this absolute um, trust that they gave to their daughter that we must live life to the fullest and make every moment count of the five years that you have to live. And a romance that truly is epic because they fell in love when they were 16 and they survived two children's death, and post-50, you know, is when I met them. So I loved that, and that's what I wanted to... sort of. as a filmmaker, I was interested in doing a romance at this point, and to do a romance which is so unusual, as well as deals with something difficult, which can be light. So then it was a challenge, then how do I write it? So when I started writing, right away it came to me that I wanted Aisha to tell the story. Because Aisha, just from what I read about her, was, you know, very caustic about her parents, sardonic. And I felt she would be about death too. You know, The little bit that I did read, she wrote very honestly in, in some of her stuff. It matched with my own feelings about death. So that's the take I did, and, and, and that helped give the lightness. So I think we conquered that main thing of how do you deal with death in an entertaining way by, by me being able to write it in an entertaining way. I don't know, entertaining, but certainly engaging that it didn't feel so heavy. It didn't feel melodramatic Humorous or maudlin.
2: Too. Like a, you had a humorous take to it and that's a, that's what stood out to me the most when I read it. Is that why you said yes? Um, I, I remember reading that script <coughs> when it came to me and I was in New York and I was looking out at the city and it was bright lights and um, it was about 9 o'clock at night and I just couldn't put it down. And after I put it down, after I finished it, I just sat and thought and felt and I was moved and I was emotional and i was laughing and but i was doing it all alone and it was such an individual journey for me when i read the script that i knew that when i did the movie it would be an incredibly immersive character first of all for me which i didn't get an opportunity to i don't act as actors we don't get opportunities to do that very often unless you have filmmakers that trust you with playing you know like almost fragile characters and brittle characters Um, So that, that really excited me, but just the humorous take of it, like it was healing in a way that the one consistent thing that we know that is going to happen to each and every one of us is birth and death. That's all we know. And we're so afraid of it. We mourn it instead of actually celebrating the life that was lived. And I think that was just such a positive, beautiful message of hope and that I think every everybody needs in, in a cynical world that we live in today with the kind of crazy things that we see happening. It just shows normal people having extraordinary, under extraordinary circumstances but actually, you know, thriving, not just surviving. Um, and there's something so powerful about it.
4: Sid, so for you, this is your first time out as an independent producer. Um, and of course you have two massive stars here who will help to sell the film. but. Is it hard to find an audience for a subject as tough as this?
3: You know, I, I think I know the subject might be tough, but it is, like Shonali said, I think the way that she's told the story is so relatable, so beautiful, so accessible, and finally so engaging that, uh, you know, these are emotions that we all feel. And we sometimes, you know, pass between saying that this is only for a niche audience or this is for a mass audience. I, I think if a subject is accessible, if it's something where you're being true to life, if you're being authentic, uh, and if you know that it's going to resonate with people, because people are the same everywhere, regardless of the so- their socio-economic background or the geography that they come from, then you've got a film that you feel will, will appeal. Now, whether it does or not is obviously something that, that comes later, but I think when you're judging a piece of work in terms of whether you want to be associated with it, I think the first thing should be, does it resonate with you emotionally? Uh, move you, make you laugh, make you cry, make you feel and if it does then that's the best that you can hope that if it does for you then it will for a lot of you know...
4: Tanan, what Hmm. resonated for you? Um,
5: Hmm. Well, just uh, the honesty in the script was one uh, that it, it felt like it was completely relatable it felt there was no... there's no false notes at all in the writing whatsoever there's nothing done to dramatize it or make it you know, more melodramatic than it needs to be. Um, and it, it felt like really like you're watching somebody's life play out in front of you. You know, uh, and that is, I mean, it's exciting when you read it. It's also very frightening when you read it, because it's the, probably one of the toughest things to do, actually, when you perform, is to not perform, is, yeah. is the tough thing to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, which is why it, it's very crucial that the team that comes around to create a film like this, be the right team. You know, so which is why, like Sid as a producer, Shonali as the director, Priyanka as co-producer and and co-actor, um, these things give you strength to say that you know we must make this film and do together because the right people are associated with it. Yeah, um, and that's really what how I felt when I read.
4: Priyanka, you as co-producer, as he just mentioned, what changes for you as an artist with that additional, you know, credit?
2: Well, this is my first one as a in a Hindi film, and yeah. it's my first like. Producer credit and an actor credit. I've never had that. I mean, obviously, Farhan is very used to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but for Bajpan me. Se hi kuch. <laughs> correct. Se toh kia tum. <laughs> but when um, I saw that, for mm. me it was like, oh, okay, so this is more than just being an actor. Okay. As an actor, as an artist, I've always believed that once I've finished the film, Um, The only thing left for me to do is promote it as an actor, tell people about it. But as a producer, the responsibility of of what you make matters. Um, And all the films that I've chosen to do previously as a producer or um, attaching myself to this one was because I believe in it so much. And that belief, I think, helps you take the responsibility of the material to people in a more honest way. And just the fact that I like Sid, me and Ronnie have worked together in like almost six movies now yeah. and they have most of them have been my best work through my career and so i knew that you know under their chhatra chaya under their tutelage that i would learn so much more and yeah. i would feel protected like farhan said the kind of people that came together to make this film attaching my name as 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 co-producer i felt proud to do it mm. i feel proud that this team accepted me and allowed me to, to have that. So it's an amazing learning experience and also something I'm tremendously proud of.
4: Shanali, I saw an Instagram post in which you talked about your son, uh, Ishan, teaching you about the profundity of death. Um, and I was curious, what did you mean? What is the profundity of death?
1: So, you know, I think for me the journey started actually 25 years ago when I lost my mother right here in Bombay. I was 21 and at that time Um, I couldn't deal with it. It was extremely difficult, but something happened, which I was in denial of. So we were putting her ashes in the ocean and I looked out and there she was over the water. She was actually wearing a white sari with a red border and her arms were outstretched and she was shining with light and I felt this powerful energy and light go through my body. And I looked around the boat and everyone was crying and I was like, why are they crying? She's here with us. And And then for three days I felt this light and energy and then it passed and I just thought it was my imagination because I was and I still am an atheist and I didn't think think it could have been real. So I was doing my PhD in Columbia University and my sister was visiting me and she said, you know this happened when mama died and I said when did it happen and she described exactly the hymn my aunt was singing and she described the same sari. But even then I was in denial. And I found it really hard to deal with my mother's death. So it was just sort of a hole in me because she was the center of my life. My parents were divorced. She was the center. I could not deal. Then 25 years passed and I lost my child. And at that time, it was just blackness. And I was like, I, I, I'll not be able to live now. I mean, I can't go through now the rest of my life. You know, I was very brave when my mother died, but it's not the same. You're brave, you function, but there's just that, there's a thing inside you, you know? Then on Ishan's funeral day, like with my mother, I was looking out at his picture and his voice came clear as crystal bell. He said, Mama, I didn't have to be on earth anymore. And I immediately accepted it and I felt that same light and energy just shining in my body. And I spoke at his funeral where all his friends and the teachers spoke and everybody was crying. And I felt I was at a party like a hostess and I was shining. I couldn't control it, but I recognized it. Because it had happened to me with my mother and I recognized that feeling in my body. Like it's a, I felt like so powerful I could hold up the world, like supernaturally powerful, you know. So I felt like it was real, that he was speaking to me and, and connecting with me. And at that funeral, and I've worn this ever since, um, this person I went to film school with, she said that my three-year-old son was crying, I was crying and my three-year-old son said, Mama, don't cry, he's a fireflyer right by her face. And she gave me this firefly. And at the same, uh, at the same uh, um, funeral, uh, Christina Marood, the head of the Indian Film Festival, she brought me this framed painting. And I said, what is this, Christina? And she said, you know, Ishan painted this at our first film festival. And I said, but he was only eight and he, didn't, he was not an artist and he didn't even come search. She said, yeah, you know, we kept it. I was like, oh, OK, thank you. So I opened it later. And this is how I feel the universe works in this magical way. The topic was the story of a firefly. And there were all these paintings of a firefly that Ishan had done. And when I met you in New York, I told you the story and you know you brought up firefly often. A said, my friend who's a production designer, she put in a firefly in their uh, little house. Just, we embedded that in the film. I feel Anupam, I know it's said a long answer and I've never said this actually ever to anybody. I just, it just came out of me today to say it. But really that, my mother laid the basis for me to accept my son's death, and between the two of them, they helped me understand death, and what I understand from it is really that when your time comes, it comes, and we have this fear that if you don't live till 100, and and anybody of us who dies young, we can't bear it. But now I look at it that you come to learn certain lessons in life, and when your soul has learned those lessons, you don't need to be here anymore. So then, then all it is is missing the person, right? Then it's not, the, the whole thing about death is, can do you resist it or do you accept it? Mm. So with Mama, I resisted it. With Ishan, I accepted it. And now I accept all death with great ease. And I feel this light. So I, I, I look at the sky and I talk to Ishan. So I, I was living in Santa Monica. I would go do my yoga and I would just look up at the sky and I talk to him. It doesn't mean that he I ever got that clear answer ever again. But now I feel it like I've made it my conviction. So I feel he's always with me. So, for instance, we were going to shoot in London. And we were, I was terrified about it. We were very nervous. We were shooting in a foreign you know, they're really strict. So I looked out at the sky and I was like, Ishan, dude, please be with me. know, I'm really like, you've got to be with me for this shoot. So we land in Heathrow Airport and I go out and I'm waiting for the cabs. So I go into the coffee shop and I, I always say, give me a sign, OK? Because you, I need to know you're with me. So I walk into the coffee shop and there's a woman singing and there's a big sign below her, the name of the song, the, her album, The Firefly. And I just started laughing. Yeah, I swear. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, you're really giving your mama a sign. Like, it's a literal sign. sign. (laughs) No, and then, like, Sid knows that because he's also not a believer like me. And he's just like, I can't help it. You know, it's... So what happened? Like, when we were shooting, all the time I would turn to him and say, like, this is happening. So once we were shooting right here, we had to do a thing with Farhan. And the set, there was, like... They wanted me to do something, and I was just like, I'm not ready to do, do this. I can't do this now. I'm just not ready, and whatever it was like, you have to do it. So I was like, Ishan, please. And it seemed impossible that I could have a miracle at this time, impossible. And I was just like, this is gonna really mess it up. I can't do the scene right now. So give me a miracle right now, because I can't, and production is saying I have to. <laughs> so then, the guy bringing Farhan's wig, he's coming. <laughs> I was so He's excited. coming on the whatever highway from wherever, Goregao and the wig flew out of his backpack. <laughs> so he <laughs> arrives and the wig flew out of the backpack, they were like, we can't shoot. There's a standing set, so I understood from a producer point of view, there's a standing set. The wig flew out of the backpack, we couldn't shoot. So I said, Sid, I have Isha, I have Ishan wreaking <laughs> 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 miracles for me. You can't. Don't mess with me. You can't, you can't <laughs> fight divinity. Yeah. That's so this is, <laughs> so, so, so oh these are all God. the things I have and then I keep I ha, keep <laughs> having this so that, therefore I feel very easy and light about death so even when we we're shooting in our film and we were shooting the death day I feel very happy and positive about it which is great because everybody else was a mess and crying, yeah. and I could be there for them.
4: Chanali yeah. you also said that um you know, you really dislike acting that's filmy, quote-unquote, and and sort of comes not from an authentic place, but you set the tone for acting in the pre-production. Uh, how hard was it for the two of you when this setting the tone process was going on? What did it
2: involve? I mean, I always come at my characters from a very authentic place. I try to do it. In fact, it's hard for me to be filmy. In real life, I'm very filmy. But like, when I have to do it in front of camera, like, there's, I guess I, the, Many, when I started acting, <coughs> a few years in, I realized that acting is not just imitation, it's not mimicking, it's not, that's not acting. Acting is unveiling yourself, getting rid of your personality where it doesn't exist at all and taking on something else. Feeling like someone else, evoking and imbibing from someone else and then portraying it. So it's like it, it was an art when i realized that ever since then i've tried to be really honest to my characters so and i also depend heavily on my directors like i'm both of them can attest to it i ask a million questions i like i'm attached to them i'm like you know i, I like to discuss i like to know i like to know what you're thinking because i'm the conduit of your vision right so it wasn't hard because shanali is so clear like she knows what she wants and she sets the tone so easily right like you said in pre-production like when we're doing rehearsals or readings and stuff you know exactly how she sees this character so i just have to go in and do it i just have to do it from a place which is real which is you know from my gut and and under the watchful eyes of her and nilesh and the team that we had around them like it was we that was the hardest part is to do it honestly and um and it was that that wasn't difficult just being a, playing a mother has always, I've played, it, I've played a mum before many times, that's always hard. Especially, I, I don't understand what it would be like. I can't even claim to understand what that would be like. The, something that, a loss that's that unnatural. Yeah. Um, so I really, really like imbibed from her and from Aditi, the uh, woman that I'm playing. Spoke to them, like, but really took from them. Haran, mm-hmm. what did you draw
5: Predominantly from the script. I mean, I think it was very, very clear, you know, as to what Shonali's vision was for the film and the writing of, of the of the script. Um, and then, of course, reading that, speaking, having long conversations with her um, about the character, about about the family, um, and then just internalizing it as much as possible. You know, that's that's the biggest thing that you can do. And then, I mean, I just told Shonali, listen, I'm coming there. Please hold my hand, you know, when we go through this, because I mean, the and especially it's like the first few steps of a of a baby now when they start walking, I mean, you need that someone to hold someone to someone's finger to hold. You know, and and then once you kind of get a sense of okay, this works, you know, then they can let you (laughs) then they can let you go and you know, you'll be okay. So I mean, it's it's basically that but just to internalize it as much as possible, not think so much.
4: And during this film, Priyanka, you, of course, fell in love and got married. Yeah. (laughs) So was it hard to go from such joyous things to something as difficult as this?
2: Um, yes. Definitely, because it's it was ironical almost in a way that um, when I first met Shanali, Nick was never not even in the picture. Okay, we'll talk this after this interview. Yes. He wasn't even around. There was like, there was no concept of the fact that I would get married and and suddenly in the middle of the movie, you know, we we were getting married. So it was it was ironical that I was really, really missing my father at that point because thinking of getting married without him being there was affecting me tremendously and this movie was extremely healing. To, to deal with death the way Aditi Shonali both have, in a positive, joyous way, was extremely healing for me. Something that I had not thought about or knew it would, that existed. There was a moment where we sat down in the garden, I remember before a really difficult scene in Delhi, remember? And he was just like, yeah, yeah, while they were lighting, let's just sit and talk. And we just talked about the most profound real things that happen to everyday people. And it just, I, I felt a skip in my step. Every time I started, there was no pressure, no baggage. It was just really real from, from an amazing place. And I think as a team, They all were extremely patient with me because, I mean, I was prepping the wedding at the same time, like the logistics of it, the wedding planners, the tastings, all of that was happening in between shots as well. So production had set up like a room for me, which was for all my approvals and the entire team would sit there and keep samples out. And in between shots, I'd go do that and come back. So it was all like crazy. But there was such a stillness when we came together to tell the story. Because like Farhan said, the environment was set in such a beautiful way that nothing else mattered.
4: So it didn't distract you, that I'm
2: figuring out my lehenga but... I would like to say that
4: I would have liked to be invited for the tastings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you were making uh, your abs at that time, I'm you wouldn't have eaten any. At other. that point I wasn't. I, that would have been very nice. But it's not. Okay. very little also, tasting rather tasting. <laughs> no, but this was not distracting in the least. I'm... I'm I'm an in and out kind of actor. I, See, I, I have to un- say, when I work with Priyanka, Yeah, I can't Fee, stay in character. She was doing
3: seven things simultaneously and then landing up on set and playing Jill Mill, and she was Mill right. immediately. Right, So that I don't think was ever a worry as far as we were concerned. Did this distract her because mm. when she's on set, she is the role. Right. And that's something we'd seen before. So yeah. it wasn't. Uh, I
2: also, I cannot, I, I mean, I don't understand the school of method in a way I get bored if I'm in character mm. then when I, I can't be spontaneous between action and cut so if I rehearse too many times and I know exactly what I'm doing then my, my performance will never be like you won't I'll never be able to find magic like I'll never be able to surprise my director or like surprise myself even which and that's what makes scenes like when, when we are watching this is my experience now almost like 20 years in the business what I learned is, when you're watching something, you get moved by something and you don't understand why you're moved mm-hmm. by it. Mm. And as an actor, I know that happens when I'm surprised and moved myself. So I have to create an environment around me, so I have to jump in and out. Like if right. I, I've tried. It almost serves you better. It serves me better. Right. Like I've tried staying in character and then by the f- fifth time I'm doing the same scene, I'm just like, Oh my God. I have to say these lines again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question. I know the film got a
4: massive standing ovation at the Toronto Film Festival where it premiered. Uh, I saw some reviews where, where Western critics had issues about the drama. That it's overtly sentimental or too much drama, which is something that we as Indians love. Right? It's, it's something that I certainly look for in my cinema. Uh, and I was really thinking, can we really ever create a crossover film? Because our desires as an audience are so different can we do it
1: but first i wouldn't like I, I i this was a variety critic and actually they it was ironic because they were praising margarita with a straw and saying oh this director has how can she be so dramatic and you know i really feel it's a I, it's a better film and i you know i want you to look at that i want you to watch the film and really see if you agree with that because mm-hmm. i I don't feel the film is melodramatic in any way. She know Or melodram- sentimental right. in any way, the way that Dennis Harvey actually is the critic who wrote that, There's that one review. There's actually no other review uh, mm. which is like that. The reviews haven't come out yet, so we mm. don't know yet how. All I can tell you is the response of the West. The Canadians and Americans who were in the audience. I was sitting in a cafe in, in Toronto after the film. And about 15 people came because of the blue streak. They recognized them just then, and they came, honed in, and they felt the need, you know. And 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 uh, you know, they're very people, you know. They're, they're not like Indians where you know they're very conscious of giving you your personal space. I was in the middle what with my son.
2: What do you mean? Huh? What
1: do you mean? What do you mean? Huh? Right? I'm, I'm having a deep <laughs> chat with my son, like you know. But they needed to, and they hugged me, and they were teary. Right. And these right. were white people. Okay, I'll say white people because it, it, that's the thing. Because the Indian Americans and the Canadian, like Indian Canadians, b- b- slam dunk. But right. I'm saying this was my response. Okay, there were, there were financiers who had come up from Wall Street, white people who were there at this thing and they came up and said, there were CEOs who had come up because, you know, Niren works for this big company. They'd come in two private jets, you know, they came to support not knowing whether they like that. And they were genuinely uh, affected. So, I'll never go by critics. Mm. I'll always go by my audience. And the audience didn't find it melodramatic because these were people who, Sid's family, you know, said like they don't like Hindi <coughs> f- maudlin cinema or anything. And they thought it would be, they were his relatives, so they came up, right? And they were like, it is. Now, you may disagree, and that's what anybody's choice is. I'm just going by audience. Sure. And that's what I like to go by. So, I. You know, I I differ with the question you ask because I don't feel we just did to
2: that. add to Shanali. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think it's on Dennis for not understanding our culture, not understanding how we show emotion, and I feel like that's culturally insensitive. Actually, that just because you don't get it, that I we cry. Try it. We that's how we show emotion. Yeah. We we are not afraid of it. You're mm-hmm. afraid of it. I think it's on him, and I think it's on. Western culture to understand and be um, mentally open to different people around the world, to different mm-hmm. kinds of cinema. Every cinema cannot be looked at the lens of your taste. Right. Just because that's the only cinema that we have known around the world. Mm. Our cinema, Bollywood, is one of the biggest movie industries in the world. You don't know it. It's your ignorance. Mm. Not because of us. We've existed for eons. Yeah. And we've existed in math, despite of the fact that we are... Um, um, a, re- a regional language, and not a language like English, which is spoken Local, and understood yeah. around the world. Can you imagine how far and wide our films go? The kind of depth of of audience that comes in to watch our films that are affected by it. Yes, there's a difference between how an American or um, someone who's a Westerner would hug you, or are, or un- they don't understand personal space. But that doesn't. There's nothing wrong with the fact that. I like hugging you and I don't want to give you personal space because that's how I show love.
4: So you think we can?
2: Can I we? mean it is
1: a crossover film to answer your question because yeah. if a regular Western audience sure. loves the film, it doesn't matter what a we- one Western critic Sure, thinks. Absolutely. It it has crossed over already right. and so it see is a in possibility. yeah You know, yeah. if you
3: if you set out to make a crossover film, then it, it would rarely happen. Yeah. It's got to be yeah. authentic, it's got to be true to the reality that you're in. Yeah. And it's the got to be true we to make. the cinema that you Feel organically, or creating for the people you're making it for, and I feel that if it resonates with them, it's most likely to resonate with other people as well because they are all human beings yeah. at the end of the day. And
2: I also feel like again we cannot be um, like Shonali was saying we I, I, you can't, I can't you can't take that one critic and say that that's everyone. Sure, we've had incredible people reacting in incredible ways, and all the other um, reviews that came out you know, saying how, how sensitively handled the film is and how beautiful it is, and even if it's subtitled. Um, and I think, like, making a crossover film from our end, as, as Indian filmmakers, will require us putting might behind our movies and taking them around the world, yeah. you know? If, if we do that, we educate people, we show them our movies, we take them onto global platforms, it's my life's dream and mission to do that. I want to be able to take, like this film, I mean, I want to go to like I want to be able to show it to people in a mainstream kind of way. I want to promote it in a mainstream kind of way in the U.S., even though it's a in Hindi language movie. Um, And I think it'll take us doing that and taking our films and being proud of them and saying, "Here, I'm showcasing this. It's different. Watch it. Tell me how you like it." It's like tasting Indian food. It's not everyone's palate, but the ones who love it get. Like, get addicted, you know? Absolutely. And that's the aim. And Maybe. we as an industry have to do that as well. Yeah, yeah, I think and so. now we will, like with Gully Boy, yeah. being an amazing pick. Absolutely. Like, you know, pushing Indeed. that. Like, we'll, we'll take the <laughs> cinema that we're proud of and we want to make. Yeah. Sorry, I get very passionate about this. No, listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to
4: see it. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank, you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Hi guys, we're the team of the Sky is Pink, which releases October eleventh. And if you like this interview, you should subscribe to Film Companion. Because it's fun. And it has a variety of emotions.
3: <laughs> if you like what you just tuned into, then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. You can now also follow Film Companion on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Does anybody want breakfast?
0: Guys, let's go! I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds! Why do you start with that?
1: The breakfast stampede meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning.
2: And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Vada pa pa